Welcome to the RAS Life, a podcast by RAS Extension. Hi, I'm Charlton. And I'm Harriet. And we're Extension Officers for the Australian RAS industry. Each week, we'll bring you a conversation that's connecting growers with research, technology and best practice. So the final presentation for today is just RAS Extension. We really just wanted to cover off on, I guess, around the paddock preparation and as you can see on the screen, we've got these key steps, which is around focusing on best management practice. So you've got 10 steps for drill sowing and 13 steps for aerial or dry broadcast. So the focus really early in the season is just around these first few steps, which is getting your paddock preparation right. But before I jump there, um, this slide here is just an overview last season rice extension um, collected data from 85 growers across the Murray and the Murrumbidgee. And we just really wanted to emphasise that the more key steps that you achieve, being that your best management practice, the more likely it is that you are going to see a higher return for your investment and a higher yield. So the best things to do, I guess, in terms of drill management and where people should be up to on farm is, as Malcolm said before, your paddock preparation is key. So Paddock preparation is making sure that you've got a clean weed seed bed, that you've got no low spots, so you're not getting any ponding of the water. And then also critical too is that making sure when you're picking your seed and the variety that you're making sure that you can plant on time, it's suitable for your region, and that your sowing rate is also at the correct rate, which Brian's got in the New South Wales DPI variety guides. So for aerial and dry broadcast management, very similar. The first four steps all relate to paddock preparation and establishment. So paddock preparation is just as critical. And if you haven't started yet, please, and you've got paddocks that aren't in winter cereals, now's the right time to get out there and make sure that they're worked, they're weed free, they've got a clean seed bed. You know, make sure that you're doing your pre-planning with your phosphorus and your zinc and your fertilizer that you're meeting that nitrogen requirement as Malcolm, as Brian talked about up front. Malcolm went on to talk about the flooding of the field. So it's really important this year with the chemical shortages that we're hearing about, that if you are changing your normal management practice for chemicals, just make sure that you're still following that correct timing and getting them on the paddock quick enough. So that's where we're up to in terms of paddock preparation and the key steps. All that information is able to be downloaded from the Rice Extension website. It's just a checklist so you can run through for the season. The best idea is to print it out and stick it in your ute. And if you've got any questions, reach out to someone in our team. So moving forward, this season, Rice Extension will be holding grower groups. So this slide is just an overview of groups that we had last year. So we have got them open now for expressions of interest. So if you do want to be involved, please contract contact Troy Major. His details are down the bottom of the slide. But the advantages of being in a grower group is that it gives people the opportunity to come together roughly every month with the different growers in your region and the agronomists, chat with the likes of Rice Extension, grower services, specific researchers, so Brian and Malcolm, and you get to ask them questions that you may not want to ask in a big forum context. And it also means you can go and have a look at people's paddocks and see what they're doing on farm. And the aim is that it's that peer-to-peer -peer learning. So if you've got a question about something or a management activity you've seen that your neighbours are doing, it just provides the perfect opportunity to ask them the question and learn from what they're doing. 
So if you were in a grower group last year, we will be contacting you shortly just to let you know where we're up to with planning and what the steps moving forward will be. So you guys did notice that Brian talked a lot and Grower Services talked a lot about the new variety, ZO71. So what we've done very quickly, here's just a snapshot of the VO71 that was grown in the Western Murray Valley. It's an aerial sown crop. So as you can see, it's your very stock standard traditional chemical program with taipan ordram and then an insecticide. Um, you know, this farmer had used bluestone for snails and things. And we've also got the, um, you know, your Londax and your Lepidex in there too. So we just really wanted to showcase that VO71 can be successful in an aerial sown crop. This is a 13 tonne crop at Moormean. This grower was proactive in their approach to management and they did manage it exactly the same as their resi crop. So for anyone who's still sitting on the fence for VO71, please, uh, you know, reach out to people who grew it last year or to the Rice Extension and Grower Services team because we are here to support you. This slide is just a quick example of VO71 as well. It was a drill sown crop at Tenilicrin because it is also a drill sown option. Their management was very stock standard for drill sown in that it had the three-way mix. They did their pre-permanent water fertilizer application. Um, it was flushed twice. This grower did the NIR tissue tests. They also used NDVI, NDRE imagery to address the variability in their paddock at PI as well. So I guess the key message is with the VO71, if you are growing it, is that it's no different in terms of management to your receipts. So make sure that you're still planting on time, you've got the correct nitrogen application, you're out there looking for weeds, you get your chemicals on at the right time. It's around, I guess, what Rice Extension is trying to tell everybody. It's around making sure you've got that timing, as Brian indicated, putting first, your sowing date on time, so your PI, your microspore and your flowering are in the correct windows. This table here is just a very brief overview of the crops of the 71 from Eastern Murray Valley to Western Murray Valley this year. So you can see we've got a direct yield comparison to Rosite crops that these crops were grown next to. So the idea here was that the growers who grew VO71 did their management identical for two paddocks and the two different varieties. And the main difference here that you can see in the yield, it's quite substantial this year, as Brian touched on, there was some cold um, and, you know, the maturity of the resident crops were pushed back, which did push their yield back. But really what we're trying to push out to everybody is that Vero 71 can be grown successfully with high yields in all three of the sowing methods. So it's definitely worth an option looking at. And it's critical that if you do need some help, please reach out to um, the grower services or rice extension. So all of that information that I've just chatted about, the VO71 is available on the RAS extension uh, website. So this slide here just shows you that if you click on the resources tab and grower case studies, we've got a run through and a bit of an overview from the growers point of view who grew VO71 this year. The other thing I'll also point out on this slide here is that um, we do have in that resource tab, there's a video section in which the videos from today and the recordings will be available. So if you do wanna go back and you missed any information, you can go back and watch it. We have split it up so you can pick which specific 
presenter and the information that you'd like to find is quite easy. Um, so here's a really good case study just for anybody who might be tossing up later in the season with dual sewing Rizique or Viand in that later window. The case study is on the website and I highly recommend going to have a look because this grower who is up in the Murrumbidgee, he did a really good comparison between what the risk is of sowing Rizique outside the window and the yield penalties that he was aware that he was going to receive receive and also he looked at using the end as an option for that double cropping following his winter cereals so if anybody wants it it's also on the rice extension website I recommend having a read of it um, briefly I'd just really like to touch on stem rot so last year in the Murrumbidgee in the Murray Valley there was some stem rot which was discovered stem rot at the minute there is no control or there is no fungicide for it so what we're really encouraging is that growers need to be proactive if in that they're seeing some signs of stem rot, like you've got this photo down here, you've got that dark discoloration or the sclerotinia forming on your rice plants. Take it out of the ground, take some photos, some samples, give it to your rice extension offices, um, chat to local land services if need be, and then also take a sample of it because we really don't want it to be getting away as an issue because we don't have a control. But I guess best management practice to avoid the spread is to make sure you've got really good farm hygiene. So things like making sure you've got clean machinery when you're going in one paddock to the next. If you're a contractor, wash down between farms, cleaning your boots and just making sure if you do detect it, that you are being careful with your runoff um, when it leaves the paddock. So the next slide, I'm just going to hand over to Troy and he's just going to jump in and chat about water use in the Murray Valley because we did have quite a few questions around this and there was an increase in the C21 season. Yeah, thanks, Charlie. Um, just before I talk about this slide, I certainly um, some people will be aware, but uh, Charlton is actually... Uh, finishing up at Rice Extension at the end of this week. So certainly I'd like to um, thank her for her contribution, not only to Rice Extension, but the um, rice industry, which she did uh, do some work for RGA as well. So thanks very much for that, uh, Charlie. And um, so, yeah, last year there was a considerable uh, alarm and concern about the water use in the Murray Valley. So obviously there's a lot of um, conjecture and talk about uh, inlets and outlets and, so what I, I did talk to Penny Sloan from uh, MIL to try and get an understanding of water use and where it sat for the year. And she provided me with um, this graph, which uh, I guess what, it, what it's uh, the point about this graph is that um, it's a little bit more than what we're seeing coming through the wheel, what's ha happening, why we're using more water. So it's got to do with the water table. So if we look at 2006, you can see we had about 280,000 hectares with a water table of between two and four metres. And then, so this has um, uh, slowly uh, changed over time. And now to where we are now, we've only got about uh, 20,000 hectares uh, with a water uh, with the water table, two to four metres. So that's having a big bearing on our water use. Also lack of irrigation intensity. Obviously, um, 1920, uh, there wasn't a lot of water used in the Murray Valley. What we can also see once, um, if we look back at uh, August 10 and 11, what we can also see 
is that it does um, the profile of the water table does build after we had some wet years or some irrigation intensity. So I would, I would suspect that um, water table will be rising a little bit as more water is used last year and this year, but it's also uh, an awareness when you're doing your water budgeting for this season to take it into account that our um, water tables have really dropped away. And whilst this year has been a good winter rainfall and we have a, um, a better um, soil moisture profile, it still will be impacted by our um, low water table. So that's pretty much all I wanted to share with you for that. Um, there's certainly the, the average for MIL last year was 14.9 megalitres a hectare. So once again, just count for that in your water budgeting. But um, whilst the uh, highest water uses uh, water use haven't changed much, it's the uh, low end that certainly has um, since the new metres come in. Penny said it's the the lower, like the eight, nine, and ten megs per hectare. There's less of them, so that's why the average has come up a bit as well. So just yeah, more um, accurate metre reading, and then. Um, them wheels that were generous to some growers before have obviously been removed. So, uh, yeah, just uh, finally, yeah, certainly like to wish everyone for a good year. It's quite exciting, the amount of water around. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to a good season. Just on the back of um, Charlie's res resignation, it is important that um, we don't have a lot of resources in extension and grower services. So I'd encourage you for your first um, port of call for your inquiries as your agronomist. So obviously they have a lot better awareness of your um, program, your management practices and your farm. So certainly they, they should be your first point of contact. And um, second of all, uh, yeah, we're certainly here for backup or if you want a second opinion um, or if we're visiting your farm for another reason, only too happy to uh, talk to you about your issues, etc. So, um, yeah, that's certainly uh, back to you, Charlie. Thanks, Tree, and I guess thank you for um, the kind words that you've said. As Tree mentioned, I will be leaving the Rice Extension Program at the end of this week. And I would just like to say a big thank you to all the growers, advisors and everybody in the Murray Valley who has made my time with Rice Extension a real pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed what I've done over the last almost three years and it's been really nice to have such a welcoming industry in the rice industry and that I've felt, you know, that I have had the opportunity to put my hand up in meetings and say things and definitely had the growers' support. So thank you, everybody, for your best wishes and I will no doubt see a lot of you around. Um, I'll still be in the Riverina. Please rate, review or subscribe or share it to social media as this gives our podcast more exposure and we can share it with the wider industry. Until next time, have a rice day.